Yo, welcome to the home for anime. I am your host, GPC, great podcaster Cali, back with another hangout session. And if it's a hangout session, then obviously I've got to be hanging out with someone. And who better to hang out with than my boy Andrew? What's up, brother? Hey, not much. Just kind of wandered in here. Thank you so much for the wonderful hospitality. Oh, of course. It's my pleasure, always and forever, to have you on the show. So, dude, I was just thinking about it. I haven't seen you in a few weeks because the last last time I saw you, I came up to visit you and we binge review Starlight because we heard that the movie was coming out. So we went, we, we binged the show and then we just went to go see the movie the next day, which I don't think I've ever done before. Yeah, it was, it was an awesome experience. It was a bit of a chore. I'll be oh honest at God. first because yes. the show just kind of drops you into it. Not in like in media res, it's just more so like, uh, it just throws a bunch of characters at you that look kind of similar. Oh, and my, yes. You kind of just have to figure out and pick up things as you go along. But once you do, and once you get to like the set structure of how an episode works, they do some interesting things. Yeah, for sure. I think that by episode maybe three or four, that's where things actually pick up. And you say, oh, this is actually a good show. And like the cast actually feels like a cast. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then you get to the like I think episode six or seven and like everything flips on its head. Yeah. It's crazy. (laughs) But then you get one of the best sequels to a show that isn't KyoAnnie. I mean, that movie movie, was a fucking masterpiece. It was. It really was. Um, Did not expect that. It's just like, it was like going to a new restaurant and just kind of ordering whatever. And the appetizer kind of sucks. You get to the full course meal. And you're like, oh, you know, that's that was pretty good. That was pretty good. And then you get dessert. And you're like, oh, this is the best part. And then uh, when Cameron's not looking, I steal the best bit of his. Yeah, I, I saw that, actually. Uh, I'm sorry. You rat bastard. I know. I do it again. Uh, no, you're welcome to it. I'm, I'm kidding. But um, Thank you. Yeah, I really loved watching that movie. It was really good to see an anime film in theaters again because I don't think I had seen one. Well, I I saw Fortune Favors Lady Nikuko, and then before that, I can't remember what the last one was. Was it Josie? I think so. I think Josie was was the last last year. year. This time last year. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Holy That's crazy shit, to think dude. about. I know um I got we're doing a re theatrical release of One Piece film Gold that I'm gonna watch. Yeah, uh, I meant to tell you about that to see if you yeah, wanted to You're such a good friend. Yeah, I was gonna ask if you wanted to go see it. Because like I, I got nothing going on. You'll definitely talk about we'll definitely talk. I wanna see that. And yeah. then um in Japan they're releasing film red. I think August 6th, either September or October, it's coming to the States. I think it's September. So that I'm even more amped for. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Because I know... break is ending soon? Yeah, I know you know this, but I started reading One Piece, and it's actually pretty fun. I'm I'm not at the serious parts yet, so it's really fucking goofy, but I like it. Mm -hmm. Oda actually released a statement or like a comment recently, I think like today or yesterday. I read it, yeah. Right? He's so cool. He was like, um, even if you're joining us on the journey from like this recent point to like Wano, so I think like, if you skip, like I'm so happy you're here. He's just such a nice guy. Like, yeah, when he's it comes so to sweet. Welcoming. Yeah. So yeah, I've, I kind of want to watch the One Piece films. I think there's one that uh, Hosoda directed, isn't there? Osada? Hosoda. Mamoru Hosoda? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's One Piece Movie 6, The Baron of Atomaratsu, something like that. Sorry, I was like blank strings. I was like, oh man, what's the name of that movie? It's Movie 6, people call it. Yeah. I haven't watched that yet. Apparently, it's pretty dark given the usual um, 
mood of most like One Piece hmm. movies or like just One Piece in general. Um, I know he directed that after like a, not, not so much like a falling out, just like uh, just breaking any kind of contact or work he had with like Studio Ghibli, hmm. Ghibli, Ghibli. Just the uh, something about the fast-paced, hard-working conditions that Miyazaki and everyone runs just wasn't for him. He had to break off from that. And people often bring up those comments whenever they watch Movie 6 because from my understanding, a lot of that movie is also taken... It takes place in a setting that's on the outside pretty cheerful, but on the inside is pretty dark and grim. Wow. So, yeah. The, the common understanding is that his experience with Ghibli fed a lot of or went a lot into movie six. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking for it. I kind of want to own it, but I can't find like a good reasonable price for it. And also one that's in English. <laughs> I'll look for it for you. I'm really, I'm pretty good at doing that. Oh shit. Speaking of uh, like Blu-rays and DVDs, the final season of Fruits Basket is coming out on Blu-ray. It just got announced today. Hell yeah. There's a limited edition. Hell that's yeah. like a big old box set. And then there's uh, like a standard edition, and you know I want oh, that yeah. box set. Mm-hmm. How much is it going for? Uh, Expensive. Let's just leave it at that. Not the worst, actually, considering what it is. It's in my right stuff cart because, of course, it is. Uh, so, retail price eighty five dollars. Price per oh, pre order. Price per pre order is sixty three seventy four though. Wow, that's actually not bad. And that's the limited edition? Yeah. Wow, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, dude. I know um, some of those get ridiculous. Believe it or I not, the, uh, I paid like 60 something for my Violet Evergarden one, and now it goes for over 500 Jesus. I don't remember the next time I come over and not look and swipe it. Oh, you're not going to get that much from mine because I already opened it. Ah. <sighs> Yeah, I had to see what was inside. How dare you enjoy the things you own? I know, I'm the worst. Actually, <laughs> my uh, Bell Blu-ray from all the anime came. Yeah. And that yeah. is fucking beautiful to look at. I bet, I bet. I, need, I really need to want to rewatch Bell. I'm, I'm probably going to get like the standard Blu-ray edition. It didn't speak that deeply to me, but like it's still very effective. I love Bell. Beautiful movie, beautiful movie. Yes, and the music is just top tier, top notch. Top, top, tippity top. The summit, the zenith. Whoa. Whoa. So, Andrew. Yeah, what's up? You and I watched a movie last night that was sent to me by G Kids. Thank you, G Kids. Yeah, shout out G Kids called the deer king and you and i were always very respectful toward people in the anime industry we whether we like something or not we always find a reason (laughs) to appreciate what it is that we saw it might sound like a chore but but there is a lot to appreciate about this movie yeah i the more i mull of it over in my my head i'm like you know what I really like the parts that I liked. I think they were very good. And if I've ever interested, if someone's ever interested in the source material, I can understand why. It's just, I did very enjoy very, it. Yeah, it's very limited. I did limited. not enjoy the Deer King at all. At all? At all. Not even Baby Yuna? Baby Yuna is one of the reasons why I did not enjoy the Deer King. What? Okay, let me tell you why. What? Let me tell you why. The way that they okay. animate, the way that they animate Yuna, she looks like a fucking demon. I think that was part of the appeal. I think that's a part of the charm. But I, you keep talking, I, and I'll interrupt you more. Yeah, that's fine. She is animated like a fucking demon. The all the children are. There's like two or three kids. They're all. They just. They're all very disturbing to look at. Have and this is production IG. This is production yeah. IG. So I'm like, this is surprising because one of the projects that they recently put out, it was last year, was Fena Pirate Princess. And mm-hmm. that looked gorgeous. 
aside from and it was a great show aside from the end of evangelion ending that they went for which still pisses me off to this day but looking at the deer king i was just like this doesn't look that good either and mm. i didn't really Maybe there's just something wrong with me. I didn't fully understand what was going on most of the time. No, no, you you got a point. You got a point. There is something wrong with you. No, I'm kidding. No, the, you do have a point, and like, it's not. Con- it's inconsistent with some of its like, um, some of its strengths. Um, I really enjoyed the cinematography in it. Yeah, there's one transition where it's like Vaughn Van looking at his hand or something. It's like stretching the fingers out, and then it transitions perfectly into like this image of like a branch and all like the fingers feed off into little smaller branches. And I think that was wonderful. And I think little touches like that really, um, really made some of the scenery come alive. And I just wish there was more of that. I see what you mean. I really, I, I think that overall, even though the animation wasn't the best for me, it was, it was okay. I think some of the shots were kind of neat. Like yeah. the whole thing with the with the dog king person who was like a tree. Yeah. Like I like I really I really could not keep up with what was going on. Yeah, it, I was it shows ex- a, ex- I'm sorry, I was just I was extremely confused the entire time from beginning to end. I think at a certain point I started catching on into the politics of the world building, but at the same time I did not care for the politics in the world building, which but, is really sad when you're writing a piece like on fantasy. It's like that's like the one of the things you want to work on, right? You can make it feel dire, you can make it feel fun, you can make it feel whimsical or whatever, but you have to make it feel like something. This just felt like I was digging through mud, and I was just like, I'm like, I'm not getting anywhere. <laughs> I didn't catch any of the. I, I thought I caught some piece of like a political message, but then it completely got swept away into the wind. Yeah. Basically two kingdoms at war with each other. They reached a part where one kingdom rules the other and things are quote unquote fine. Conflict is resolved, but that really short old guy mm-hmm. and some others are just planning like to com- some conspiracies to basically uh, put their old kingdom into power. It's 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 very poorly executed, and I wish that if anything, we would have focused on the father daughter relationship because at that that's the only moment. Those are the only moments where I really felt any form of like emotional resonance or anything really. Because like the first half is kind of fun in some parts, and then the second half is just a chase, and I don't I don't I don't care for that. An old 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 school magic that I also didn't care for. Yeah, the father-daughter bond, I didn't particularly buy. I mean, like, you know, when you come with, like, to certain story archetypes or just stories you've you've read before, there's always, like, a suspension of disbelief you gotta do. Like, every story you've come across has already been told more so or less, unless it's, like, your first time interacting with it. So, like, I understand what you mean. I didn't think it was gonna work at me at first, but, like, you know, I thought it was really cute. And you mentioned issues like a little demon. That's also great. I don't know if you've been around kids. Like I work around the school system. <laughs> Some kids just act like this. Well, it's like more so like when they animated her eyes and like her mouth together with that tooth, but like the lining around her mouth, mm-hmm. like she looked like an actual demon. I was very concerned, but I don't know. Like in terms of father, daughter, like found family anime, I feel like there are several that even if they aren't that great, they do a better job than this one did. So I really like the show Sakugan because they handle the father-daughter dynamic really well. And I mean, they're constantly at odds with each other, but it's still really cute and the action is really neat. Yeah. Um. And I also really like, wait, why can't I think of the name right now? There are some sick ones that I don't like. Like Usagi Drop. If you just watch the anime for Usagi Drop, it's fine. Just don't read the manga. 
which I'm sure people have heard several people say, but seriously, don't read the manga. You'll want to bleach your eyes. What's wrong with... Never mind. We won't get into it. We won't get into it. I mean, it's it's an old older manga. You won't... He, the girl who he adopts wants to wants to marry him by the time she's 16 and he's 40. Um, yeah, it's not... Gotcha. It's not good. Well, I, I think the one redeeming factor in all this, or at least any kind of like... The, the good in this movie, uh, I think the animation works well in some sequences. And I do think uh, Yuna and Van are probably like the best characters in this. And like there are characters that I find interesting, but like the movie doesn't think so either. <laughs> so like why would I? It seems like there's like a bullet point list of things they had to hit. Because my understanding is like they're trying to like compress a lot of uh, book or source material into like a movie, which is never an easy and many times successful endeavor. It felt like someone might have pitched this and been like, okay, cool. So we get like a TV show or like maybe like two to four or something like one, like two to three movies. And one person's like, you get one movie and that's it. It's two hours long. Make this sure to fill one, it with the boring politics. And this one wasn't even two hours long. Yeah. I just, I know there are people who put their hard work and heart into this. And I want to make sure those parts get celebrated because there are some things I really enjoyed from this. The problem is that I know that production was not a fun experience. Right. I know being a part of something larger and I know I don't have any experience in the animation industry, but you know, you read stories that come out of it. It's oftentimes pretty brutal, long hours, time away from family. There's a little bit of your soul gets torn up. Every dreaded. single time. Every single time. So just knowing that, like, this is the best that they could do. I don't want that to be like uh, a statement of failure. Like, right? I, I no. think it's a, it's a. I think it's a testament that to the, to the, like people's work ethic. But like, that's a, at the same time, like that ethics being exploited at such a large rate. So I'm happy that there was something. There there were things in here that I was able to take away and really appreciate. Yeah. No, this isn't a failure at all. I hope it does. I hope that what I was saying doesn't come across that way. What I'm saying is I personally did not enjoy it. There are several things that did not work for me, but I appreciate mm -hmm. the fact that it got made because the dude who directed this, he has worked on a lot of big projects before. Like, If I'm remembering correctly, he's worked on some Ghibli films, and I think he worked in, yeah, on Ghost in the Shell. I'm not too sure, honestly. I just, I just want to know, like, personally, like, my, like, this is a hard thing that comes with, like, reviewing or critiquing or anything, really. It's like, you're going to say something that may sound really harsh. And, you know, people in the industry are going to, they are going to have this experience. But any creative person that's new to sharing their art or their hard work, any bit of, like, negative response or response that's perceived as negative or uninteresting is, like, can be really crushing. Um, but even though I, I really do enjoy a lot of this, a, a lot of what I've seen specifically, the father and daughter, daughter, daughter relationship, I still don't think it's a good movie. Yeah. I really I can say that, enjoy it. And I can say that confidently. Like there's so much that's hard to follow. There's so much that comes and goes. Names are constantly being brought up and dropped. There's like the looming presence of like the emperor that's ever approaching. It's like, this feels like a book. This feels like something else. I'm pretty sure it's like a novel or like a manga, manga series. And it feels like it just needs room to breathe to at least let the audience understand what the hell is going on. I, the movie does not do a good job for that. It's I, just hitting bullet points of things when you got to do. And I know that's not a fun environment to work in. Cause I dead ass had zero idea what the fuck was going on. Also, let me tell you how, let me tell you how go to the director is though. He did character designs for Paprika, uh, Princess Mononoke, Spirited yeah. Away. He did. He was an animation director for Tokyo Godfathers. Those are some of my least favorite movies. Oh my goodness! No, I'm kidding. Those are like some of my favorite movies. And he <laughs> did the copies screen, of all of them. And he did the screenplay for when Marnie was there. And he did mm -hmm. in between animation for the best. Studio Ghibli film out there only yesterday. Like is this that, man, is that a joke? Only yesterday is the best Ghibli movie. 
I wholeheartedly disagree. I think it's a good movie, though. It is between that and when Marnie was there. Those are the those are my two favorites. But only yesterday is. I'm, I'm glad you know your two favorite Ghibli. It is not the best. What are you talking? You can't say it's objectively the best. Spirited Away is my favorite Ghibli movie. It's not objectively the best. No, because it's not that great. I need to leave this show. I'm so sorry, man. That's All right, fine. This segment's over. <laughs> Goodbye. So overall, so overall, yes, we did not enjoy the Deer King, but we appreciate the fact that people put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into making it. Um, but I, I wholeheartedly cannot recommend going to see this unless you just want frustration and confusion in your life, more so than we're already all facing at this time. I just felt tired and confused, which is arguably... Dude, 10 minutes in, I wanted to take a nap. Yeah. I took a nap earlier, and that was, that was pretty good. I took like a 20, 15-minute like a 15 to 20 minute nap before we started recording this. Oh, the Lord thickens. He told me 15 minutes before we started recording. Yeah. So I, I like, I learn more and more things about you as time goes on. <laughs> so we also, this is since we're hanging out, Kaguya-sama. Okay. Can I just mention real, real quick? Um, just one last thing about the deer King. What? Like there are parts that I find interesting. And it is always such a bummer when those things are never um, I given could, the space for it. I could not find many things to enjoy. Like, if you ask me right now, I I could not give you a concrete answer. I just, there was parts where, like, I want to know more. But even if we went to this, like, even if there was, like, a little digression into something a little more interesting, a little more fantastical about the world, like, I, I know it wouldn't have been, wouldn't have been done well. Uh, but for all you deer head, deer king, was it deer king? Yeah, the deer king uh, stands and enjoyers. Um, hope you enjoy your life. I, I hope it gets a proper adaptation one day. And, you know, coming here from like some other poorly adapted works, like, you know, this is not the worst. <laughs> but still, mediocre is not always fun. So how about Kaguya-sama? Okay, so on the opposite end of the world, Kaguya-sama season three was amazing. <laughs> Kaguya-sama love is war in general is amazing. amazing. But season three was just my favorite. And that's the awesome thing. I know when we talk about Fruits Basket, just, you know, me and you personally, a while ago, we mentioned this thing where like each season just builds up on each other, which is yes. so, so awesome to see. And like it just gets better and better with each, uh, with each production. And with Kaguya-sama, it's the same way. It's just just stellar season after stellar season. It makes me so hopeful for the next part. Cause you and I have also been reading the manga a little bit. We're yeah. Not spoil anything, but no. it's getting crazy. You're way farther ahead than I am because of that break that I was taking. Mm-hmm. You should take another one. I'm thinking, I mean, I'm, I'm like, should I? Yeah. Do I seem tired? I can, I can run. Uh, no, I just think you deserve it. Thank you. You should give me total I, cold creative freedom with your show, though. Oh uh, no. Okay. It was actually, because I've been reading through, I've been reading through Nana for something that I've got coming up. But um, oh yeah, how's that? Not no, no spoilers, just uh, it's a little heavy. That's what you said last time. I feel like those yeah. words have a bit more weight now. Yeah. Yeah, no, things in through it. things in my life have changed, and Nana is just Nana is just kind of hitting hard. So, mm-hmm. I'm taking my time reading it now. I don't I don't have any reason to bench through it. So, but uh, mm-hmm. Kaguya-sama, on the other end, is fucking hilarious. It's been hilarious each season, but. Like what you said with Fruits Basket, it's just gotten better and better each season. And I'm about to sneeze, I think. I sneezed. <laughs> that was more of a, that was like a yell over your shoulder. <laughs> yeah. I have loud sneezes too. That one was pure aggression and rage over the fact that we're going to have to wait, I don't know how long, for the movie to come out. 
Oh, which movie? Sorry, could I? There's going to be a Kaguya-sama movie. Is there? Yeah. I think you mentioned this before. I never really press more. Um, yeah. Season four is planned. Is it? I thought that was the Where, movie. Is that going to be a movie? I think that was the movie. Wow, we're terrible Kaguya fans. One of yeah. us is a terrible Kaguya fan. I think it's me. I'm the terrible Kaguya fan. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Which, as long as we get more Kaguya. Yeah, this is like you want pie or cake for dessert. You know, I'm going to enjoy it either way. Pie. Always pie. Blueberry. Cheesecake. Cheesecake. I like cheesecake late at night. Sensational. <laughs> I can't do that. Was <laughs> I can't do it. I'm sorry. Sensational. There we go. That was a little better. Thank you. So, yeah, dude, I have sincerely loved just going through Kaguya every week. That's the one thing that I haven't missed a week of. The, the last, I, th- I think I was behind a week without realizing it because whenever I watched episode 12 of season three, um, I was like, wow, that was such an awesome episode to, to like end on. I wish I could watch it. I wish I could watch the next one. And lo and behold, the next one was available. I was like, wait, was I a week behind this whole time? And it was a pleasant surprise. Oh, wait, actually. actually. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. So was it was was I actually a week behind? Or did they no, no, no. They released episode? 12 and 13 on the same day. It was like an hour-long, quote-unquote, special. That's awesome. Okay, that's what I thought, but I wasn't sure. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past me to, to, to miss a week on accident. But I was thinking that's about awesome. it. That's, that's awesome. And I was like, there is actually one week that I did miss, and I know it because you missed the exact same week because we were together for my birthday at um, an amazement. Yes. Awesome time. Awesome time. I'm trying to go to Anime Week in Atlanta. Yeah. Hand out some business cards. And shit. And some the, business cards. They're the home for anime, but I was, honestly, I just want to have a good time at Anime Week in Atlanta. It's supposed to. So I got have some gorilla uh, panels or something. Hijack something. Talk about your show. Might as well. I mean, what else do I have to do? Yeah. What? Enjoy yeah, a convention? Some, uh, eh, gross. No. Don't do that. Yeah. I want to. I want to cosplay more, but like at the same time, I. I I feel like anything too heavy, too like uh, material heavy does not sound like a fun time, especially in the summer. You're just hot. Oh, fall apart. Uh, and be ready to fix things at the last second. Well, anime week in Atlanta happens in October, so it'll be a little chilly. Oh, yeah, a little chilly. A little chilly. As Gucci Mane says, uh, burr. 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 That's another one I can't do. Burr. Burr. No, no. Burr. Burr. We're over 20 years old. Yeah. Is Gucci Mane still relevant? I don't know. I have, the last thing I heard was like, uh, actually, I don't know. He's, I like him. Yeah, I don't hate him. I just, I just don't remember the last thing he was on. Gucci releases so much Gucci music. Man. Yeah. Like constantly. But yeah, Kaguya-sama season three, uh, Gucci Mane's favorite anime. Yes. Himself. Yeah, Chico was actually a feature on oh his latest oh, mixtape. Yeah. He was a con- he was a he was a he was consulted on the rap episode, which is the best, easily the best fucking episode of Kaguya. Not not the best sequence because that is episode 13 but episode wise yeah it's probably yeah. the best episode season three yeah and it got that so it's got its own ed oh it's special one. yeah what was that you told me about it was like an 18 or 19 year old or maybe even yeah i think it was like oh, an 18 that. like an 18 year old did that entire sequence by himself that's impressive dude that it was so good that was such a good episode Especially because we got best girl Hayasaka. Yeah, I agree. Best best girl Miyuki. Miyuki is awesome. Like mm-hmm. he's really isn't that like a traditionally feminine name? Anyway, I feel like if it was, they would have they would have made a joke on it or something, put like a riff on it. Anyway, oh. you were saying Ishigami is also just perfect. I love them. I love Ishigami. And like, I, faults too. 
Yes, and did you you got that video I sent you? Uh, the English dub for Kaguya-sama is unironically hilarious. I feel like I I wouldn't like it. Like I've seen some clips, and like sometimes it comes off as charming, and sometimes it does. Just like I just I don't I don't care one way or the other. Well, but, um, I've been I've been watching the Spanish dub actually because like uh, I want an excuse to rewatch season one and two, and uh, that's been a treat. <laughs> Some of those voices are amazing. Really? Yeah, it's been fun. Um, but yeah, that's just my personal thing. I, I just I just can't get with English though. But some of those clips, like the one you sent me, were really good. It was like um, or home, he was like, Mrs. Steel, yo man, is actually really nice. <laughs> <laughs> she called herself his default waifu, and I was like, this is the best thing to ever come out of any English dub aside from Golden Boy. But overall, dude, Kaguya-sama has made it into my top 10 because of season three. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was in my top 10 uh, season two because it's fun. But I'm glad you see the light. I do see the light. I do. Always happy to welcome another brother. Because it it's so cool to see that it was all building and like things were being set up to be paid off later. Yeah, and it's like, it's it, it the jokes that it makes on some of the characters, like based on like their personalities and some of their quote unquote flaws, like it doesn't forget those jokes either, and builds like endearing moments through that, like some, yeah, some 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 crushing, and then some uh, some very touching moments. Like it it pays its characters respect while also poking fun of them, which I feel like it's a hard thing to for any romantic comedy to do, right? Especially with an extended cast. Yeah, because like the side character is so great. I think any good sign of like good writing or at least dialogue um, and character writing comes with like if you take any character that of like your main cast or like whatever and like you mix match them and they still have like um, like uh, chemistry with each other and you're able to like have some fun dialogue. Um, if you're able to do that and like mix match your characters, I think that's a fucking amazing thing. Like uh, when was it season one? Yeah, and in season one and two is like you, you get the whole wonderful relationship. And in season three, too, of uh, building between um, Kaguya and Ishigami, which is like one of my favorite friendships. In a lot yes, of that is and so, it's so perfect. touching, right? Yeah. And at first, it comes from a place of like he's terrified of her, but then slowly he like starts to understand her a bit more, which is, you know, if you know her character, that's a really hard place to get to, right? Mm-hmm. So the fact that they're able to do that um, from Ishigami's end is impressive, but from Shinom. Shinomiya's end is like a miracle. <laughs> and, she, and, and and she like comes to love and appreciate that, even if she doesn't really know how to express that at times. I mean, she expresses it through her help. Um, I like, <laughs> um, what is it? Ishigami with the uh, volleyball game. He was trying oh, to yeah. impress Subame. Yeah. And he had Shinomiya help him. That was really sweet. And it was also funny because then Chico was like freaking. I was like, you know, I can help too. I'm a good coach. And like she gets war flashbacks from her time with uh, Yuki. But no, you know, the, the funny joke there is like, no, Ishigami's like a regular guy. He, he was pretty athletic in the past. So. Yeah, dude, I, I fucking, I love their dynamic. I think, I do actually think their relationship prog- progression is my favorite in terms of platonic friendships. Mm-hmm, 100%. But I also, I also like, Oh, I was going to say also, I do really love Kaguya's niece. I can't think of her name Maki? right now. Maki, Maki, you said? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. Maki. Maki is yeah, fucking hilarious. Uh, uh, that's, that's awesome that you're thinking about that because that was actually what I was going to bring up. I love her relationship with Ishigami and Miyuki. Yeah. That. It's pretty sweet now how caring they are of her or the, like, how sympathetic. Like, dang, that's, that's got to be hard being around your, your best friend and uh, her boyfriend who also happens to be the love of your life. Um, it's just I so it good. I on that a bit more. Yeah. It might. It feels like it's just a doom thing. I hope so. But like, if it doesn't, like, I'm sure we'll do I something mean, fun or interesting with it. As an anime only, I know that, I know that her and Ishigami aren't really into each other, but like, maybe one day, I don't know. Like, I kind of feel like, Either that would turn into something, or maybe like if things didn't work out with him and Subame, then maybe something would happen with him and Eno. 
was like I'm kind I kind of saw like a little bit of that in at the end of season three. Yeah, went with the with the heart charm. I mean, yeah. the whole season primes you with the fact that's like it's making you aware of this tradition. Well, and not regardless just, of its intensity. Well, not just that, but their relationship is also evolving, you know, in uh, Ishigami because they really, I mean, they, they really seem to antagonize each other in season two, but in season three, you're like, oh, wow, there's a reason behind it. Like, not like, oh, I'm attracted to this person, but like, I genuinely care about this person. Yeah, because they're constantly looking out for each other. Yeah. Like. What what I was gonna say with like the the tradition of giving a heart out to someone, like he does it to Sabami at first unknowingly. That scene perceived then as like a public confession, right? Mm-hmm. Then at the play, he becomes fully aware of it. Then he finds a heart and he gives it to her. You no, know, his line is like, "You're um, supposed to turn in lost and found things to you, right?" But you know, there's there's a little there's a little thing where it's like he does that, but he's also given her the video of like the bonfire. He's given that to her. Yeah. Essentially, they're both confused about just exactly where they stand, and you know, childness ensues. But yeah, that's one relationship I can't wait to develop. I I feel like if 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 not romantic, at least platonic, and I just want to see where they go. Yeah. Um, same. With that. So overall, yeah, Kaguya-sama season three. Well, Kaguya-sama in general. That's actually, I think I can talk about this. That's one of the gifts that I got for my birthday was the season one box set. Oh, it's so lovely. A little heart-shaped cover. Yes, and I'm just like, ah, why haven't we gotten season two on Blu-ray yet? And I'll never know. Agreed. Well, no, I I think Aniplex only had the license. And it's pretty for big the, too for, um, huh? For the first season. What about it? They only had the license for the first season. I think so, and I think Funimation slash Crunchyroll had the license for the second and third, which is, which um, but Aniplex still promotes whenever a new episode comes out, so I don't know if they still hold the license or not. Yeah. So I'm just trying to figure that out, but I really want season two on Blu-ray. Actually, Aniplex Aniplex kinda takes their sweet time on when they release certain titles. Because I thought for sure that we would be getting VV Fluoride Eye Song on Blu-ray at least three months ago. And it's coming and it's I hard think, to know how these things work honestly i thought um, i had I it down to a science Kaguya-sama is in a popular spot well i thought i had it down to a science but like season two of kaguya sama came out in 2020 oh my god that's when i got into it too really um, yeah because i was keeping it because i caught up with the first season and then i caught and i stayed up to date with the second season Oh. Uh, you know, pandemic time at that time. Mm-hmm. I, I think it might have been released by then, actually, or a few episodes. But you know that that show kept me stable for the time being. That those first rough couple months. Yeah, that um, one. That one was a good one to keep up with. I think I was living in my oh, old. Yeah, you get so many good moments. I think I was living in my old apartment when it was airing. God, it feels so weird to say that twenty twenty was two years ago. Uh, time is, is, is unkind to us. Yeah. Indifferent. Indifferent to us. Indifferent. It's so strange. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. three best, best ending so far. And I'm pretty sure. Season. I still really like the, uh, huh? I was going to say, I'm pretty sure it's still number one on my anime list right now. Unless the, uh, Full Metal Alchemist people have taken it which i mean i know that my anime list isn't like no kage-sama is still number one well andrew let me ask you what have you been listening to lately uh a few things i started listening to uh 
well, re-listening to a lot of hard albums. Mm. And um, Dreamboat Annie is still just fucking phenomenal. Uh, as for new things, I've listened to a band called Goose. I have a friend that's a big fish and Grateful Deadhead. And he says, yeah, dude, like people at our age, they got to listen to Goose. They're like a new thing. And I was like, okay, cool. And they have an album called Drip Feel that I've been listening to. That's been pretty awesome. Mm. Um yeah, there's so much music. Uh been revisiting a lot of Chaka Khan. Freaking phenomenal. Freaking phenomenal of Chaka Khan. Uh yeah, dang. I've been I've been listening to a lot of stuff from the 70s because I was listening to Chaka Khan. And I was listening to some old Bill Weathers again. And then I was re-listening to Stevie Wonder. It's just, just a lot of stuff from the 70s. I don't know why that time in particular, but it's been like revisiting in my head. Mm-hmm. What about you? Well, my favorite band, uh, Beach House, released something months ago, and I'm just now getting to it. And that's uh, Once, Twice, wow. Melody. Yeah. Yeah, what I'm bad. Are they? They're a dream pop, which is my favorite genre. Like, I like that, and I like Baroque pop. Uh, but dream pop is top tier for me. So I really love... Once, Twice, Melody by Beach House, from what I've heard so far. And I've just been listening through all of uh, Beach House's older stuff. So you, you, you combing the discography, aren't you? Yeah, because I, I went to go see them live awesome. a few years ago, and that was like the best day of my life. Um, and the Young Gravy concert? That was the worst concert I had ever been to. Wow. Really? Oh my God! Yes. After you spent all that time. After I spent all that time, that was the worst concert I've ever been to. How come we've never talked about this? I always assumed you had a blast. No, dude. Uh, first off, Ryan and I got separated. There were there were so many young white teenagers, and there's just this point where they're hyping everybody up for the show. And the DJ is playing all these songs, expecting the kids to sing along. And the N-word pops up, and all the kids are just singing the N-word. And I'm like, okay. Jesus Christ. Okay. Jesus actual Christ. So, yeah, I was, I was very unnerved because I was like, I can't fight all of these kids. Because they were within fighting age. Yeah. You, you you toss a hand out, someone's bound to catch up with their face. Precisely. Now I was only 21 or 22. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> that yeah, sucks. and it was so crowded, and he threw a rotisserie chicken into the audience. Ooh. And people were eating it. People eat it? Yeah. Ugh. That's some white boy shit right there. What the hell? Dude, I was very upset. <laughs> I felt like I wasted my money. I felt like I, like I, I was happy that I had gotten him there, but I, I kind of felt like I wasted my time. Like, yeah, it sounds a bit like it's that's hard. It's hard, man. I've also been listening to the new Father John Misty album, Ooh. and that's been really good. Uh, Buddy's Rendezvous and Kiss Me are two of my top songs, and actually Lana Del Rey did a cover of Buddy's Rendezvous and. I don't know. I I never loved Lana Del Rey, but I think she did a really yeah, good I'm not job. A big fan either. I really enjoyed her cover of Father John Misty's song. And you ever heard of that uh, hip hop group Coast Contra? Uh, not familiar with them. Though. They did this awesome freestyle that's on YouTube. I'll send it to you later. But I heard it and I decided to start listening to them, and they are so fire. Another uh, song that Injury Reserves, another group I really like, rap and hip hop. They had a phenomenal album. Um, when I get to the Phoenix, I think it was called. It came out, I think last year. I can't find it, but that was an awesome album. That I listened to. It feels like with music, there's always something you can be listening to, and oftentimes we choose the stuff we already know. But like, it's also like. Once you get into like a kick, you just kind of want to listen to new things. At least yeah. that's in my experience. Yeah. 
Also, finally listened to Glimpse of Us by Joji, which I think I told you the other day. Yeah, you said I was overhyped. Kind of, but he has a really nice voice, so. Yeah. Like, I, I liked um, it. I've... I liked it, but uh, it's so weird to have the full context of the song and then see some of the videos that it's been put over. Yeah, I I the, I've, I think I've seen the opposite end of it where people do, really don't like it because of, like, the context in it. Like, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I can't speak on it. It's like... All I know yeah. is that, like, I've never really been, like, the huge Joji fan. Like, even, like, when he was, like, Filthy Prank and everything and YouTube, like, I never really got the appeal. Just someone that just yelled a lot. Although there was one video that really made me laugh where he, like, put, like, a gerbil, pretended to, I should say, in, like, a sock and beat it around because... um. I think it was like attached to like a meme or something. But that's like the only time I've ever really laughed at a filthy Frank video. And there's this other, I think I'm a, what do they call them? K-pop stands? I think I'm one of those now. Uh, I'm not surprised. Well, there's this group called NCT Dream and they had this song called Glitch Mode. And that shit is mm-hmm. fucking fire. That's awesome. I really liked it. Like it. It makes me want to dance. I, I feel like I need to get it. more into K-pop. It's I mean, worth I was it. watching. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think Twice is a K-pop band, and I like them too. Yeah. They are one? Yeah, I think a friend of mine recently went to go watch it and um, watch a concert of theirs in like New York a few months ago. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They, they did that Actually, song, What is Love? And I, I think that is a bop. That's awesome. So I've just been trying to kind of branch out. Also been trying to rediscover some things that I really love. So I listened to some old uh, Electric Youth. Ooh. Yeah, which that group did a cover of a song that was done back in, I think, the early to mid-2000s, maybe, called If All yeah. She Has Is You. And, and they, it. they sing it. They sing it like note for note. But they just have the synths and everything on it, so it just sounds deeper, I guess. I don't know. It's really cool. I like it. I I, I find it difficult sometimes trying to get into like some of like the uh, the holy grails or like the high pedestals of like music, because um, sometimes it's like different versions of different. Ah, what I'm trying to say is uh, I was trying to get into some of Brian Wilson's discography, you know, Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. And I try listening to Pet Sounds. I think it's Pet Sounds. And people talk, it's like a, there's like a pre-recording you got to listen to. Then you got to listen to like the new one. And you put some new stuff in there. And that's the true thing. That's like the true version. But you won't really understand the changes unless you've like listened to the original. And I'm like, I'm just I'm just listening to whatever's on Spotify, dog. <laughs> right. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. But like it's, <laughs> it's been good. And I've, and I've been like a Beach Boys enjoyer in the past. You know, you know average Beach beach boy enjoy what will i do enjoy beach boys but um i haven't really like dug into like the history and stuff because i know brian wilson has a very um hard life had a very hard life but also just like as an artist he's there's like a lot of um stories about him trying to like reach and create certain sounds you can only hear in his head um and sometimes it's successful, sometimes it's not. But like the journey to get there is um, really interesting because he's like, when he was like 23, I think that's when he started making pet sounds or just whatever he was working at the time. Um, people put like a lot of trust into him and they really let him be the guide to a lot of the music. And I think that's fascinating. So yeah, it's, I want to get more into it, but at the same time, it's a little daunting of what, how I should actually listen to things. At the same time, I'm not going to listen. I'm just going to listen to what I want to. All right. Has MGMT come out with anything new recently? Because I want to. Would you say? I'm wondering if MGMT has come out with anything recently. I don't know. I also found out Colts is coming to uh, Durham. Yeah, you were telling me about this, dude. I'm so fucking excited. I'm not. I'm sorry. I feel like everything you mentioned, I have no frame of reference for a lot of people don't for some reason like I, i'm like oh yeah everybody knows about these and then nobody ends up being able to like they're all just like good for you i'm like god damn it 
What genre are they? I don't know how to place them. Like kind of dream pop, but also, I guess you could call it like, like the house pop. Turn- uh, kind of like the alternative? alternative rock. But the lead singer's voice is just so electric. So even when she's doing a somber song, it's really, it's still really like, she actually, Colts did a song with J. Cole once. Mm, oh, of course, those North Carolinians. Yes. Gotta keep up with J. Cole all the time, 24-7. I don't think I've listened to J. Cole's song deliberately since like 11th, 10th grade. That's fair. Nothing against him. It's just like he's not the best or anything. I mean, he's he's good. He's really good. But I mean, he's not like essential listening in my opinion. Yeah, like I'll go back and listen to some stuff from like the '90s. Not Jacob, obviously, but I listened to like hip hop and rap from the '90s, and I felt like, wow, this is like giving me a place in time. And when I go to like rappers like J. Cole, who are very gifted, I just don't feel that same sense. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. This is coming from me. I was born in '97. I I don't know what the fuck. I don't know how the fucking '90s went. All right. I know is media that tells me how the '90s were, and all those posts that said only '90 kids remember, and I don't remember. Yeah, because like he's he is extremely talented. I just he's not in my holy list of like people who I feel like you have to listen to always and forever. Yeah. Oh, but back to the conversation. You said the uh, Colts did a song with him. Yeah, called called She Knows. Yeah, Jake Jake Holtz. Called She Knows. And it was really good. And that's the end of that story. (laughs) So I need to I need to get tickets for that if COVID slows down. What uh when are they coming over? I believe September. Okay, indie pop. It's called they they call it indie pop. So I'm very excited about that. When are they coming? I do think it's they're gonna be in Durham on the seventeenth. So fuck. I'm ready. I'm ready for that concert. What weekday is it? Or what day of the week? Shit, let's find out. Hopefully I will have that day off. Oh, it's a Saturday. Nice. All right. Also, I'm going to see Frozen, like the Broadway Frozen, because it's also coming to Durham. Okay. And I am so excited. Don't you really like Frozen? Yeah, I love it. Frozen 2 is probably the best Disney movie aside from Hercules and a goofy movie. Mm. Frozen 1 is good, like really good, but Frozen 2 is perfect. The music is better. The animation is better. It's just such a... It's so good. I I feel like I should have watched Frozen 2 by now, especially given some of the, like, the ideas that are shown and discussed. But, like, at the same time, it's like, you know, how, you know what's, what's really going to propel me forward. But if you say it's that great, I might give it a shot. I love it so much. I went to see it in theaters three times. Wow. It would have been a fourth, but COVID hit. When did it come out? It came out in November, and I was going to see it at Asheville Pizza and Brewing so I could like have a good meal. Yeah, 2019. Wow, that's crazy. It feels older than that. You think? Yeah, I don't know. I know I, know I was in high school when Frozen 1 came out, so maybe subconsciously I just kind of put them in high school time or high school memory. But no, no, you're right. Holy damn. Yeah, no, it's nuts, right? Three years ago. Almost. So, yeah, I'm going to see the Frozen play, and I'm so excited. It makes me want to go back to Disney World. But, uh, they have different uh, actors for it? Yeah, yeah, I they do. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, as much as I would love Some to see... singing voices phenomenal. Yeah, dude, Adina Menzel is perfect in just about everything that she does but that like she is elsa fair fair what a woman 
Anyway. So you've been reading Kaguya-sama. Yeah. And I've been reading Nana. Yeah. I want to start Sakamoto Days. And uh, The Elusive Samurai. I've it's that Sakamoto Days with the uh, uh, the convenience store. The yeah. The assassin turned convenience yeah. store owner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've, oh my god, I need to go back. I read like the first five or eight chapters. It's, it's pretty good. I like it. Okay. I just forgot about it. It's that nice realm of uh, <laughs> uh, person, dark history, is now my wife guy, and uh, it's such a good, such a good character. So it's basically way of the house husband, except it's way of the convenience store owner. Yeah. Big bet. Maybe. I can't, I can't speak too much on it, but yeah. I love his design. It's very cozy. It is, yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, I've that's been, the kind of guy who I just want to hang out with. But don't want to cross. But don't want to cross. Um, yeah, I've been reading. Also, Chainsaw Man Part 2 just came out, which is the first chapter of 98. And that's been amazing. I love it. <laughs> yeah, actually, amazing I just... Amazing reintroduction. So the day that... The day that this is being recorded, I just released the first hangout session and I talked with Catherine about that and she said that she wanted to do a, like a round robin where we all talked about it. And I was like, I think I would die if that happened because that is just like too much. But yeah, dude, I was trying to explain to her your idea about the war devil being Bucky and it just did not go over well. I was like, I'm missing so many key components of what Andrew told me, but he he was he, the way he presented it made so much sense. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that that was just my first thought because I thought it'd be really funny, and I think Fujimoto could make it work. Absolutely. So yeah, so the uh, on top of the stoplight after she gets uh, her head ripped open. We see like this ominous silhouette of uh, what appears to be some kind of bird head people have been saying owl which actually makes a lot of sense they've mm -hmm. looked at the uh, character at the perspective character we've been following in this chapter and like her name it translates to something roughly to do with like owls and also i i know in some places uh i think in greek mythology i'm not too sure maybe athena uh the owl uh does align with like war and strategy so there's also a lot of F there, and it's still played on like some of the bird imagery we got in this chapter. But you know, it's Fujimoto. It's kind of hard to predict what'll happen, <laughs> and that's part of the fun. You're absolutely right. But yeah, I I'm actually thinking about rereading the Pokemon Adventures manga. Mm-hmm. Because that is beyond epic. Now this is epic. <laughs> like people don't understand how incredible it is compared to the anime and even the games. Mm -hmm. So I I love re I love rereading it. I do it once every few years, but it's been is, a while. Is, is it? Um, is that also the one with like the Elite Four? Is a lot darker. Yeah, yeah. yeah they like they actively like partake in like some of the. Pokemon trafficking or whatever. Yeah, and some of the gym leaders are members of Team Rocket in the Sabrina? first generation. Yeah. And, okay, yeah. I, I watched the video, or maybe I had you or someone else explain. I feel like this was a while ago. I feel like this was in high school. Someone, you know, I, I got informed of how just crazy it is. It's bad shit yeah. crazy. Definitely not what I expected, <laughs> especially given like how. How, how innocent the anime makes the world seem. Yeah, and on top of that, the anime is starting to wrap up. I think there's less than 20 episodes like left. Forever? Or just for, Ash? Or just for, this? For Gen 8. Okay. For the Gen 8 anime. I feel like my grandkids are going to be watching this if I ever have grandkids. Oh, most definitely. I don't think they're going to stop anytime soon. Pokemon's going to outlive us all. And yeah. if Pokemon can't outlive us all, it's going to be Disney. And if Disney can't, I don't even know. You got me beat. I haven't. I don't know what to tell you. So shit, brother. You got anything else you want to talk about while we're here during this hangout session? 
been watching Breaking Bad. Oh my god, how did I forget that? <laughs> I forgot to. Uh just started season three of fucking wild TV. I'm I'm happy I didn't watch this um as it was coming out because I can just kind of binge it on AMC. Uh when it came out on AMC, I can just binge it now on Netflix. It's fucking crazy. Uh, Walter White is Brian Cranston does a phenomenal job. I'm sorry I'm enunciating my words like that, but like I feel like I need to emphasize just how how awesome this this show is. Um, but yeah, ending of season two, I was crazy and didn't expect it. Even if I did, it's just the way that they pulled it off it was great. Uh, season three starting off, it feels it feels like it's getting more. Uh, I don't even know how to say it. It's hungrier. First season was a good foundation. Second season, up the ante. And then season three feels a lot hungrier. I feel like we're going to see a lot of changes. Um, a lot of the stuff that they go through in episode feels like it would last a lot more episodes than any other like show or drama. So there's a nice pace to it. It's very, very quick, which I, I really appreciate. And my understanding is Better Call Saul, the other product of the spinoff. Um, it's just like that. I think it's like a prequel to Breaking Bad. So once I finish this, I'll probably start that. Fucking amazing. I actually watched a uh, fair amount of Breaking Bad when I lived with my old roommate. Yeah. And it it is wild. So yeah. You're in God. for you're in for a lot. Yeah, dude. I'm I'm excited. Vince, uh was it Vincent Gilliam, the creator. Uh, a, lot, a lot of it, a lot of interesting stuff and i i think like it would work with any other actor too but like i don't think breaking bad would be as big as it is or as popular i don't think walter white's character would be as as much of an asshole but also like kind of charming or you know he wouldn't win us over if it wasn't brian cranston it's hard to think that this is the same guy from malcolm in the middle and i loved him in that too he was awesome yeah (laughs) it's crazy right (laughs) uh dude it's phenomenal uh, that aside, something on the other end that's not very tense at all. But I've been watching, been finishing up the second half of Netflix's adaptation. I shouldn't say Netflix adaptation; they're, they're, they're showing it on their site. Uh, Comey can't communicate. Oh yeah, and it's a, uh, it's cute. I like it. I like it. Still don't like that one character that goes crazy over her. I, I think that's just a, just not, a, not really fun joke. But yeah. she hasn't been in it much. Other than that, like the show's pretty. Um, I don't know what's the right word to say. I don't want to say it's innocent or anything like that. Come off as rude. It's 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 nice. It's sweet. It has good moments. So yeah, great animation. Um, an adorable second OP. I, I love it so much. Yeah, I'm actually. Um... I'm thinking about getting back into Stop Body Kun and starting Yawara. Um, mm-hmm. And that's that's really it. Well, that and Mom and I are really looking forward to the new season of Rilakkuma, which is called Rilakkuma's Theme Park Adventure or something like that. Oh, is that the stop motion? It's so fucking good. Yeah, so I was... It's on Netflix, right? Yeah, I was on the phone with her. I, watch it. I was on the phone with her earlier, and I was like, "Mom, you never guess what?" She's like, "What?" I was like, "Rilakkuma is coming back." She's like, "Oh my baby!" So we're really excited for that. So that's we're uh, we're probably gonna do like the whole uh, Zoom or Google Meets, whatever, um, to watch that be the discord fam but discord family and just watch that um and i'm also probably gonna try and show her mrs pepperpot because that looks really cute and my mom likes cute anime yeah we watched a little bit but yeah i wasn't really giving it that much attention right it looks the animation's very cute yeah it is the art style is very charming it's older so i mean luckily it has that effect that's about all I mean, I have some stuff that I'm supposed to catch up on, but I don't know if I will anytime soon because I've got a lot of work that I've got to do mm-hmm. for other projects. But I'm going to keep up where I can. 
Yeah, I mean, you're doing a lot, but um, a lot of exciting projects to come. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad that I was able to start rolling some of them out. But I think this is the place to call it unless you've got anything else to say. No, I give my two cents on every dime that I'm watching and reading, so. <laughs> well, brothers, this has been an awesome hangout session. I want to thank you for joining me. And of course, I would love to have you back anytime. Of course. And y'all look out for more homie check-ins coming soon. Uh, volume four currently in production and fuck. I have, I have so many things lined up and I'm just so excited to share them all. But you want to follow me you can do so on instagram at anime alpha goat on twitter at our anime home or you can email me at our anime home at gmail.com and uh do not be afraid to subscribe to that patreon or to just buy me a coffee so yeah discord perks shout outs and just so many other cool things it's all worth it i promise because this show is great and you're great for listening to it but anyway, anyway, Andrew, you got anything you want to say? Um, no, just <laughs> know everything you said. Really. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been another hangout session. Thanks again, Andrew, for joining. And we are out.